the summer vacation. School comes along just to end it. Come to Louche, Viva Gaia, and of course, Ola, because we are, it is the three o'clock parade and we are coming to you from the top of the Mexico Pyramid, which I have just climbed, and I am standing here victorious on top of my climb from the top of the Mexico Pyramid. Ola to everyone, including Rhiannon. Are you still here? I guess so. Yeah, she's here. Skipper Dick Ritchie. Hola, senor. How is it up there? How? Oh, it's fantastic. It's better than I ever could have dreamed. Did you happen to see the video of me climbing the pyramid today? Uh, I wasn't sure if it was you. I saw somebody climbing the pyramid, and uh, I'm hoping that we'll get maybe some video. Uh, I hope that's not your new favorite restroom. And um, maybe some- <laughs> God. Oh, I hope you fall me. off of oh, it. Definitely. Oh, well, that's not going to happen. I'm extremely sure-footed, especially after 12 hours of drinking at uh, mm-hmm. here at uh, Epcot, Epcot Food and Wine Festival. But in seriousness, what's, I mean, ha- have you ever seen anything like this in the parks? Anybody doing something like this? Uh, yeah, but they're usually like I want some- eight-year-old kids and are younger <laughs> and, you know, the parents are being, are ignoring them and. Some poor cast member has to come and yell at them, and then the mom gets mad for yelling at their kids. So I've seen it, but I never, never an adult like that. I love it. I'm. I mean, I don't love it because it's going to probably uh, lead to uh, even more ridiculous signage and ropes in the parks. But uh, I mean, I've walked by that Mexico Pavilion, uh, you know, several times, and I've always thought, you know what, I could probably get to the top of that pretty easily. Yeah, I I just feel like I would be worried that I'd be too drunk and fall. Wait, I thought oh. I, I thought it was the inside temple. Oh no, this is the actual facade wow. of the entire I, pavilion. I saw the pictures, but was, I don't know, for some reason I just looked at them quickly. It looked like it was they had climbed out of the, you know, Grand Fiesta Tour boat ride or were climbing the inside one. <laughs> That would even be more impressive, really, <laughs> only because that, well, now you're talking about happen. hopping out of a ride. Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, I'm, now I'm disappointed because that would have been <laughs> even cooler. Yeah, then you could jump into the volcano. Duranko, I am here to disappoint you. Oh, fantastic. Speaking of disappointing, how oh. disappointing is this? Some people like, uh, really enjoy the Aladdin movies, and of course, Robin Williams, rest in peace. But how strange is this? Robin Williams, they were, they were talking about doing some prequel movies about how the Aladdin got into the bottle, but they are going to have to scrap them because Robin Williams' will says that his voice cannot be used in future movies for, like, 25 years. I mean, that makes sense. Um, Why he, 25 years, though? It's a, it's a part of his will. Uh, well, I, I understand I that, but what do you think the it, thought process behind that is? I guess well, to create separation or what? What do you think, Rich? Well, I mean, he wasn't in the sequels either, right? Like, the guy that does Homer Simpson's voice was the one that did the voice of the genie, at least in one of the sequels. And uh, I know that he also, Robin Williams was also upset that they even used the genie's likeness, I think, for, like, Happy Meal toys, because he didn't want to be associated with that kind of stuff. I have one of those. I have it on top of my monitor at work. Do you feel good that you upset Robin Williams? Not if it led to his mental discomfort in any way, shape, or form. Okay, good. 
So he bequeathed the rights to his name, signature, photograph, and likeness to the Windfall Foundation, which is a charitable organization that was founded. And it says it prevents the likeness from being used in any advertisement until 2039, but also bars anyone from developing a hologram of the comedian's previous stand-up routines or, quote, digitally inserting him into a new film. Oh, wow. So you couldn't, That's you couldn't use any of the there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Um, I'm going to have to talk to my lawyer and make sure that they, uh, you guys don't use my voice for anything except for this. I would like to go ahead Wait, and put I, it on record that you can, anyone can use my, can take, anyone can take my likeness and voice and use it in podcast for hundreds of years into the oh, future. You heard it here first. That's legally binding. Yeah. I would like to retroactively state that my voice cannot be used for anything, including any Frozen song spinoffs. Too late. Mm. Too late. Um, too late. You definitely should have thought about that ahead of time when you met us. Yeah. All right. Well, no holograms of me, okay? Um, We're going to have some disappointed listeners. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We're, you've got some pretty, some pretty dedicated fans. Um. I apologize to them, not for the lack of my hologram usage, but for the fact that they're my fans. <laughs> for some reason, we all like to take, you know, take a nice verbal beating for everyone every once in a while. Speak for yourself. Wow. Construction news down the way over at Planet <laughs> Hollywood. You see this? Good segue. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, right. Gonna have great. Awkward silence. Let's move on. <laughs> they, they said they're gonna do. They're, they're gonna be doing some some refurbs to Planet Hollywood, and they're gonna lay off four hundred and sixty eight people. What are you yes. more surprised about? That Planet Hollywood still exists, or that there are four hundred and sixty eight <laughs> yeah. people affected by this? Definitely the latter. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, I don't know. I mean, one, I don't. I was actually surprised that Planet Hollywood made the cut to stay in uh, Disney Springs. Um, I kind of almost wanted it to be like a, a and I'm going to totally blow ran away with this, but I kind of wanted it to be a Star Wars themed restaurant, and they could have made it look like the Death Star, which I thought would have been cool. Um, Beto. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I didn't think they had anywhere near 400 people working. I know that the but service doesn't seem like they have 400 people working. I just think, I don't know of anybody who goes there. I mean, even just reading Twitter, you don't see somebody who lives in the area saying, oh, I'm going to go for lunch today. Oh, screw that Morimoto. Definitely, yeah, I think it's definitely Hollywood. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, think I've, I see a lot of groups. It seems like it takes a lot of groups because it's such a big restaurant. They've uh, gone through, the company as a whole has gone through two bankruptcies. They've gone from 100 locations over across the country to eight currently open, and this being one of them. Well, you know, they also own um, Earl of Sandwich. That can stay. Yeah, I love Earl yeah, of Sandwich. We'll that. that can that. come to my hometown and set up shop next door. And there's a uh, Planet Hollywood casino, I think, in Vegas. You know what I want to see yeah. just die in a fire? Is the Planet Hollywood shop in Hollywood <laughs> Studios? No, seriously. It makes no sense. It, it really makes, makes no, no sense. sense. And who the fuck is buying anything there? Who goes to Hollywood Studios really is walking down Sunset Boulevard and sees, you know, the villain's candy shop and the, you know, 
frozen store and decides, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to get a Planet Hollywood t-shirt. Yeah. Honey, the can only we make thing that have any value is they do have Tervis tumblers inside, but they do say Planet Hollywood, so I wouldn't want one. So null and void. Yeah, no. I don't, I don't Abs- see people... I'm with you, though. I... Oh, no, go ahead. I, I, I agree with Rhiannon. I don't understand how it's still in the studios. I mean, I guess if you're sitting there at the restaurant and... And my gosh, I really want to really want to remember my visit. Really want to remember my visit with a T-shirt. You'll get it at the restaurant, but boy, how does it how does it end up in the the park? I just do not understand. Maybe they're hoping that somebody threw up on like Tower of Terror, and on their way past, they're like, "We better get a shirt." And well, I think it it goes to a bigger question as to, and I've said this before. You know, why don't other bars or restaurants have merchandise? You know, I would much rather buy a Boathouse t-shirt than a Planet Hollywood. Well, they do. Well, oh, yeah, that, yeah, was absolutely have that. that was a bad example because they actually do have a gift shop. <laughs> That's like the one example. Like, you, I, can't, you can't go yeah. get a Boma t-shirt. You can't go, you know, Jock Lindsay's doesn't have anything other than souvenir glassware right Ooh. now. And Shame. Shame. Uh, it is. It is. You know I what? do sort of like walking around kind of Hollywood and just grabbing a drink and looking at some of the um, memorabilia on the walls because it does have really cool movie props and things like that. I do also like the new design it's going to have of the theme of that it's an observatory. I think it's going to look really cool in Disney Springs. So for It'll that look reason, cool from the exterior, keep... but yeah, the well, yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, just the majority of what. I'm just interested. I'm interested to see what it looks on the inside. You know, are they gonna? If it looks like old Hollywood or something like that, then it might be all right. But I always felt like it was going to like a Hollywood garage sale. Like things were just behind glass on the wall, and there was no real. I didn't like it. That's how they all look, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. They all sucked. Exactly. Great. Glad we agree. Yeah. yeah. Agreed that it sucks and. Too bad for the people who are being laid off because that does – I mean that's not going to be fun. But will they stick around and wait to go back to kind of Hollywood or will we have a – Well, I think <laughs> I read somewhere they're being offered other jobs at you know other locations within Walt Disney World. So <coughs> hopefully they can all find something quickly. Well, and, and they're going to be on the top of the list to be rehired when they have to interview for their old job again. I would hope they wouldn't have to interview for it, but yes. Who knows? Well, the Star Wars, Rich, think about it. The Star Wars changeover is starting really soon oh, here, November 16th. Yes, keep talking. Ooh. And, what is this one? <laughs> Season of the Force starting November 16th at Disneyland, which is in your neck of the woods. Yes. So the excitement level for Skipper Dick Ritchie must be through oh. the roof. Are you going to head over there that oh, first yeah. weekend? Yeah. Or I'm going I'm, I'm to try to be there the... The 16th for sure. Um, I'm really, really excited. Uh, the uh, Hyperspace Mountain overlay is supposed to, be, supposed to be pretty cool. And the new destinations for Star Tours and the character meet and greet. I, I want it all. I want to do all of it. I can't wait. Now, where specifically in Disneyland is the Launch Bay area? Um, so it's actually inside Tomorrowland. And I guess if I was going to compare it to Florida's Tomorrowland, it would be where 
Actually, it's where Space Mountain is in Florida. Is where the what used to be the Carousel of Progress and America yeah. Sings and all that stuff. It's still that big rotating building. Um, that's where you know if you were to pick one up and put it in the other place, that's where that is. Gotcha. So that's that's where that bay is going to be. Um, but it also looks like the shop across from that is also going to be part of the bay. Um, so it looks like really they're just taking Tomorrowland and making it as much Star Wars as they can until they finish uh, either marketing the movie or building the new uh, the new land. Yeah, I, think that? I think it's pretty much understood that this is going to be temporary until Star Wars land opens. Yeah. Gotcha. Right, but do you see that as an admission on their part that, hey... Tomorrowland sucks, so who cares if we throw some temporary shit in here? Hey, you know what? Space Mountain, oldest, what is it, like, oldest ride whoa, in the park? Whoa, whoa. I, would, the I would not insult Space Mountain. I'm well, that's part of Tomorrowland. I, I understand that. I'm saying everything else. So you don't like Buzz Lightyear? It's fine. It's just, I think, I think most people can agree that as an overall cohesive land, it's not so cohesive anymore. It's super busy at Disneyland. I don't know what it's like over there because I haven't been to full... Space Mountain in Florida in a while, but or yeah, but is it busy because it's so appealing, or is it busy because everything is so busy at Disneyland right now? It's just yeah, probably both. <laughs> There's just always, you know, like Space Mountain just still always has sold out uh, Fast Pass, and um, you know when the uh, when the new attractions are when they redid Star Tours with the 3D and all that stuff, it was really really busy. It's not as busy as it. Uh, as it was when it first reopened, but I'm sure that these new destinations, especially since they tie in the new movie, are going to uh, bring a lot of people back. Yeah, it looks like they're they're opening the same, uh, uh, quite a bit of the same offerings here in Florida starting in December with the Launch Bay and adding um, the new scene to Star Tours, which they said at first will be, you'll guaranteed to get it at first. You're going to get that scene every time. And then as it goes on, they're going to put it in the random order. So at first, you are guaranteed to get it. <clears throat> That's cool. I, I like it when I'm guaranteed to get some. I mean, it. <laughs> what is, is that a, is that like a cattle prod or are we, are we like, what is, what is that? Yes. Uh, did, <laughs> and that means, that means we're saying something you two are not uh, agreeing with? Yep. Okay. At least we're, at least we're on the same page now. Why isn't it just constantly on? Well, because then <laughs> no one can hear sense. me. Not, so like I said, why isn't it just constantly Oh. <laughs> Staying at Disneyland Park, it's the holiday season. And of course, with holiday season comes holiday food and beverage items, which gets Skipper Dick Ritchie extremely excited. Tell me about these, Wait, ha- time out. these oh. holiday Did items. Did you say Skipper Skipper. Dick Ritchie? Skipper? Skipper. Skipper? He's a Skipper Dick Ritchie. Oh, Skipper okay. Dick Ritchie. Oh. And back scratcher. Ooh. Oh. Back scratcher. Okay. I'm scaring my cats now. I have to go on mute. Well, I was going to say, is that a... Nah, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm super excited about all these things. Uh, it's really cool because every year that um, the different restaurants and bars in the Disneyland area get to do a little bit of their own ho- um, holiday celebration. And one of my favorite things, since I do love... Um, Trader Sam's is that they actually have special drinks at Trader Sam's um, just for the holidays. So they do a red nose zebra, 
which is rum with strawberry puree, lemon, and some uh, lime juice. A tropical snowstorm, which is uh, honey-flavored whiskey and coconut rum. And then uh, they do the Jingle Bells, which is a ginger liqueur drink. Um, previously in the past, they did a Melakaliki Mocha, which was a coffee drink. And um, not only do they do the different drinks, but the um, the windows at Trader Sam's, uh, it's actually snowing. And if you order certain drinks, um, the volcanoes erupt, and instead of lava, it's it's snow, and it's a snowcano. And the music is it. it's all holiday themed, but um, in in the style of tiki. So the it's a whole new. It, it's really great. One of my favorite things that that they do at the Trader Sam's also that you have to look out for is they have a um, a hanging mistletoe, and it's actually like a decayed old. Toe, <laughs> just hanging from the roof, <laughs> which is pretty hilarious. So, did you just buzz Rich because he was talking about mistletoe and it might lead to kissing you? Is that exactly? Um, <laughs> I'm glad that you get me. I'm learning. I'm learning. It's been what? I think we've known each other for two years now, so I think yeah. I'm starting to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you? How would you even associate mistletoe and me kissing you when you're so far away? I'm not the, not that I'm not going to be standing underneath the mistletoe I didn't limit hoping it to that. and waiting. It was it was more just mistletoe kissing, sexual harassment. I just left it there. Hmm. So, w- w- seriously, what are your thoughts? How did you enjoy being serenaded by Rich the other day? Oh, I don't want to overplay the buzzer, so. <laughs> It was as magical as one would seem. As one would hope. Well, you know, I I will try and find silver linings in anything, because as you know, I'm a happy, positive person. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> so I would say that um, being serenaded by Rich was a far more positive experience than listening <laughs> to you. Uh, what what was that <laughs> song? That oh man. We're- <laughs> Which one? Do <laughs> you mean the one where I'm screaming in your ears the entire time? Yeah, that one. Oh, well. Oh, <laughs> the fun we have. Now, Rich, speaking of <laughs> changing well, the subject quickly. Well, no, no, no. I don't, I don't want to. I'm going to change it back really quick to the uh, holiday overlay thing, the, the food. Because one of the things are just the random stuff that they do. But one of the things that they've done at the Grand Cal- – or I'm sorry, at the Disneyland – California Adventure Park is that they um, they actually have the Three Caballeros celebrating a Mexican Christmas, which I thought you would be interested in because of how much you love the Three Caballeros. Oh, I absolutely would. Tell me about it. Yeah, they're just. Yeah, I, I appreciate it because I'm part Mexican, even though Drunko doesn't believe me. Oh, I don't believe you either. Um, <laughs> so no, they have they have the three of them there. Uh, they hang out. Um, by actually by the beer garden, which is pretty funny, and um, you can go and you you can meet them. They have Goofy as a mariachi, and in that area they would they were serving um, like traditional Mexican pastries that you would get at Christmas, and um, it's just decorated very uh, very Mexican Christmas. This is amazing. Yeah, why don't we get this cool stuff like this here in Florida? This is uh, I mean we get we get like. Father Christmas over at Epcot. That's what we get. 
I don't know how it would go over in Florida. Those guys, you know, they get kind of grumpy about non-white things in the South. Well, just throwing that out there. <laughs> just throwing that out there. When, hey, we get grumpy about non-white so I, Starbucks cups too. So right, yes, that guy's grumpy such, about everything. That guy's such a dillweed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not really Disney related, so I'm going to move on. Speaking of Disney Christmas, though, speaking of Disney Christmas, though, Rich, you were telling me about this movie, Christmas with Walt, that's going on at the uh, Walt Disney Family Museum. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of feel like I'm almost like the any you know anything that's not Walt Disney World, I get to I get to handle, and the Walt Disney Family Museum in Florida. God, I always want to say in Florida again. In San Francisco, is actually it's not. Um, it's not sponsored or owned by the Walt Disney Company. It's actually Dis- Walt's family that um, put this museum up. And it's really great because you get to go through all of Walt's life. And uh, kind of the end is this big tribute to Disneyland. And then, uh, you know, the, the really sad part where he passes away. But they have a really, really nice theater that's part of the museum. And at Throughout the month or throughout the year, each month they show a different Disney movie. And in December, one of the things that they're doing is they are screening Christmas with Walt, which was uh, – it's it's basically Diane Disney Miller, his daughter, put together a bunch of uh, like family videos and narrated what it was like to spend time with, with Walt, which for me, I mean, if you're if you're a Disney fan and you love Walt, that's – Almost the the pinnacle would be to spend Christmas with Walt. Is it as magical as one would hope? Um, I, I've never seen it. I am going to go up for it um, the same weekend that Star Wars comes out. So I'm going to go see the screening of Christmas with Walt, and the next day I am going to go watch Star Wars. Well, that is something that really is sadly lacking here in Florida is a lot of <coughs> Walt Disney-centric Outside of the uh, one man's dream over at Hollywood Studios that is probably on the chopping block to go away, uh, there's really very little mention of actual Walt Disney or any kind of memorabilia or anything of that of that nature outside of the partner statue, really, in the name Walt Disney World. Um, there's the a little bit at the uh, Wilderness Lodge Villas where they have uh, some of the train, one of the train cars from Walt Disney's ranch, but... Outside of that, there's not a lot of, of actual Walt Disney here in Florida, so that's kind of neat to, to think of doing that. Well, and, and I think there's little things like the uh, – is it? don't you guys have like a Marceline's Confectionery on Main Street? Um, you know, those are, those are little throws to, to Walt's childhood, but I almost feel like it's the same way here. You know, you've got the two statues, one in each, uh, one in each park. We have the partners at Disneyland – which is the same one at Disney World. And then um, we have Dreamers, which is Walt and Mickey, and it's supposed to be when Walt first arrives to uh, Hollywood, and that's in Disney MGM Studios, or not Disney MGM Studios. Uh, Whoa. I know, right? California Adventure. Um, but besides that, you know, there's there's the Elias Brothers, uh, which Elias was his middle name. Um which right, there's a, nods, but I mean just like an actual yeah. uh, video, any, any kind of thing that it's really sort of not there. So that's pretty cool they're going to have that. So I look forward to hearing from about this movie. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably oh. have to do my uh, part of this from San Francisco. So, Rhiannon, get excited. Oh No. 
please. I'm telling you, get excited because you can now <laughs> can now walk the parks or even your own hometown in these amazing <coughs> companion shirts. Oh. Don't you just love some new merch? And this article in the Parks blog by our friend Stephen Miller, who is also on Twitter that we see a lot, um, they've got a lot of these companion shirts, which is, of course, where the, the guy and the girl, most of them are set up for a male and a female. You're going to wear one or the other. So one of these that I find, of course, there's Mickey and Minnie, and there's a, a wedding gown and a tuxedo. There's This one's for you, Rhiannon. There is a Yeti and a Minnie Mouse in what appears to be a uh, Matterhorn what is that it's just like a Swiss dress so this would be something I could see you and like your Lederhosen? crew wearing Lederhosen well she's wearing like I don't even know no Mickey's just the, the the Yeti and she's just wearing like a Swiss yeah like more like a Swiss dress than Lederhosen that doesn't seem very partnery. <clears throat> it, I don't I, but I guess I will say that um Mark actually took it upon himself. He's very picky with his Disney merch, as in I've just in the past three months gotten him to acknowledge it. And he himself, (coughs) not me, he saw the I'll Be Your Mickey t-shirt, which there's a counterpart of the I'll Be Your Mini. Um, Yeah. And he was like, oh, I want that. I'm like, really? You, you, You would wear that? He's like, yeah. So he got that shirt. I'm like, great, I'll get the I'll Be Your Mini. He's like, oh, no, you can't do that. You know why? Because he sent me the I'll Be Your Mini, which I thought was weird. Oh, where's the... (laughs) You have to have that ready at all times, Raymond. You have to have it ready. It's here. Oh, my gosh. That would be... See, I could definitely see you and Mark walking down the park. I mean, it would be adorable. Yeah, he's not into adorable. There's also just to to say to finish it off. There is a what appears to be a like a big Thunder Mountain uh, Mickey and Minnie as well. So yeah, you can he's, he's show your him. love to your mate. And I suppose if you could also do the you know the I think it's Mickey's show your love just, to everyone else other than your mate. I mean, if you want to show your love to your mate, you do that on a daily basis. You need to advertise it to the masses. But I digress. Um, would you okay? Would you or would you not wear a? Because they've had the uh, top hat and veil, Mickey and Minnie ears for a while, and you see what I always tend to see is a very excited bride and a very not excited uh, groom walking around. <laughs> with these yeah, um, I Almost. I would probably do that if it were legitimately my honeymoon or something. I wouldn't do that. You know, oh, it's been a year since I've been here, and I just happen to have gotten married in the past year. Let's do this. Um, I will say that I went to Disney World with my sister the year before she got married, and she was already in, you know, bride mentality. And so she bought just the bride ears and wore those. And, of course, every cast member was like, oh, congratulations on your wedding. She's like, well, I'm not married yet, but hey! So so they almost need like a, like a trashy... Uh Bridesmaid one, you know, you can wear around that isn't yeah, quite yeah, as like nice. So, so people with know. A penis coming out of it. Yeah, exactly. Because you see, you do see those a lot at Epcot. I mean, you see a lot of bridesmaids groups. Wait, you Epcot. see a lot of penises at Epcot? <laughs> I was going to say, you see a lot of mini ears with penises coming out of them? I don't know if it's been confirmed whether that guy that climbed had his pants on or not. So, well, who knows? 
Can you tell us? Since it was you, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll zoom in and just double check. Oh, he looks legit. You have to We're zoom dead. in pretty far. Oh, <laughs> ouch! Wait, um, in this, is it me or is it this other guy? You nah. thought it was you. That's right. Love the okay. show off. Um, can I just mention? Did you have you're looking at the web page that has these shirts by any chance? No. Yeah. Um. They look like they just took them out of the box. Like, they're wrinkled and just <laughs> just thrown there. I'm like, who's the photographer that works for Disney? And, and I would Drunko. be... Yeah, they're, they're, they're terrible. They're really, really bad. Um, <laughs> I guess, yeah, they probably just pulled them right out of the box and said, here you go, take a quick pic. Yeah. Use an iPhone. You know, just took a quick pic. Didn't even use a... Yeah, so... iPadography. <laughs> Just picture some guy pulled out an iPad and just like, we're good. This is sweet. I can't wait to put it on the internet. Um, Let's go to launch. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Don't worry about it. They're actually, and they're only available, it says, um, the Disney Parks Online store, the 6th through the 12th. And then after that, it still takes three to five weeks in shipping. Are they Hanes Beefy Tees or are they comfortable? (laughs) They look like Hanes Beefy Tees, no label. Uh, I will say the one thing that I think I, I hear a lot of people agreeing with on social media and Twitter is that the, the the merchandise department, while people have been a little bit disenchanted with the different attractions and park expansions, not the merchandise. People are just dying, going head over heels over new merchandise. So that segment of the company is going gangbusters. We like to buy stuff. I That's my dream job. I want to be in a position where you just pay me to think of shit to put in stores at Disney. What would be your what would you be must, your one I can, thing? I can only imagine that you would love the market the co-op. You must love the co-op. Oh yeah. Oh my I god. I love yeah. the co-op. The co-op's great. Well, I love it until I hate it because I don't have enough money. Oh. I would love to I have also, somebody go through and figure out what it would cost to buy one of everything in the co-op. You have time in your hands. <laughs> everything I do, but there's no bar in the in the co-op, so just yeah. But go, you can get go, a drink. You run and across take it. the street to you know Dockside Margaritas, grab one, go back over, and just keep running laps back and <laughs> forth. Margarita, back into the co-op. Margarita, back into the co-op. Go, go, go. I'm actually kind of enjoying this. I would actually do that. That does sound like something I would do. It sounds I, like something I, I would yeah. make a video of. Yeah. Drunk Anna Jones shit. goes to the co-op. No, I didn't mean to inspire that. I sorry, I take it all back. Executive produced by Rhiannon. No. Oh. So they did also this week release more details about the Pandora boat ride, which gets me excited because you know that I stand with boat ride. So I'm excited about this boat ride. Um, it actually is happening. People were saying it's not going to happen. It's happening. We're getting a boat ride. So I'm. This has got. When was the last legitimate Wee. boat ride made in Florida? Um, when it used it's to go forever. around the, the Tree of Life. That I used to really like that boat ride. They had the dragon that breathed fire, and then they had the dinosaur that was you know you would go past it. Um, and you, I thought that was great. I was bummed out when they got rid of that. Is that a favorite? My ride? friend Paula. <laughs> My friend Paula that I used to work with at Animal Kingdom actually drove one of the Discovery River boats on opening day of Disney's wow. Animal Kingdom, 1998. She was a cast member. That's cool. How? Yeah. No, she was just like some <laughs> lay person who was like, hey, watch this. Hold my beer. 
It was like when Rihanna got asked to open the hangar bar. No, hey, come on in, drive the boat the first day. Yeah, go for it. It's but cool. Yeah. I mean, granted, it was hanging off the side of the building. They wouldn't even let me in the water, but, you know. <laughs> so I'm excited for this one. This Navi. Have you seen the movies, Rich? Movie? Uh-huh. I'm not. There's yeah. actually a guy online. Now who's bored with this? Yeah, I super am because I, I could care less about um, <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> but uh, there's a guy online that does not believe that, one, I don't like Avatar because it's the greatest thing ever, according to him, which I'm great. Like, if you like it, I'm super happy for you. Wait, there are people who think that? Yeah, yeah. And Whoa. He, he also, um, yeah, it might actually be that person. He also will T-dub. not believe that I've only seen it once and that I didn't like it and was just like, admit that you've seen it twice. So I basically said, like, put any number in front of that. And yes, that's how many times I've seen it. And I still don't like it. Um, and I don't even care, like, it's not like I don't want other people to like it, and I can't wait. I'm actually excited to go to the land. I just didn't, I wasn't crazy about the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't care. With you. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't care about the movie. I've never, I've never seen the movie. Oh, I don't plan on seeing the movie. I just am excited. I don't care if this was based on a movie or not. I like the idea that there's going to be a new rainforest Land, the, the fantasy land that you can go in and ride this cool boat through these bioluminescent plants and and look at cool creatures, and then it's, it, the scope of it is so huge. It's going to be walking through this immense uh, jungle planet. I mean, that's just cool, and I don't care if it's from a movie yeah, or if they made it up from scratch. I yeah, think, I'm with you on that. I, I think, think that the fact they didn't make it up from scratch is what hurts it. Because let's just say, like, three different scenarios. Scenario A... You're basing it off of a movie that was wildly successful. And I don't, because technically, dollar signs, Avatar was successful, but not from the perspective of people who are actively obsessed with it, like they are Harry Potter or Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Scenario B, you made it up, you pulled it out of your ass, new concept. (laughs) Scenario C, it is what it is. You're basing an entire land off of a movie that technically was successful in the box offices, but no one actually gives a shit about. And I just think that of all three scenarios, it's that third one, which we are now presented with, that I think is the least desirable. I would rather see this amazing land with amazing boat rides and, oh, my God, and luminescence and, like, whatever. But, like, oh, Joe Rody invented that. I, I'm yeah, more the, disappointed with, like, oh, James Cameron walked absolutely. around and held everybody's hands. That era is over, unfortunately. They are not going to greenlight anything that is not based on some sort of tangible name that they can use. Uh, but I just don't in, even feel like it's a tangible name. Like, who gives uh, a shit about Avatar? Whatever. I understand this has been debated. It's a dead horse yeah. at this point. Well, no, I understand. I, I honestly think that because I feel like it was announced right around the same time that Harry Potter was announced. And I think it was kind of like, oh, crap, we don't have Harry Potter we have to say something, and at the time, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and they partnered with James Cameron, who said, hey, when this finally gets finished, we'll be right about the time we're about to open two new movies for that same thing anyway. I, so it could be that, you know, when it finally is done, and these movies are done, and everything opens at the same time, that it, it could be huge. Um, no, I, I think it's going to be an amazing land. I have every faith in that. I think the rides are going to be wonderful. I think everything is going to be done to perfection. I truly do. I'm not naysaying that whatsoever. I just think that 
trying to build something on an intellectual property that no one really has any emotional ties to is no, risky. Do, risky. I'm telling you. Well, I, you've named one person, and that is the only person I've ever heard of him in my life. <laughs> all I know is that I had never heard of him <laughs> in my life, and all of a sudden, I started getting all these uh, hits okay. on Twitter from him, and all I was right. just like, "Okay, yeah, super cool, I, man." I hope I, I do agree with this one. I'm agreeing with Rhiannon because I do agree that uh, there is not that emotional attach attachment to most people. I think it's definitely more about building a portfolio of offerings that as people are on vacation, like, Oh, there's more to do at animal kingdom. And that's where it's going to be. Oh, big. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to approach it. I'm going to be like, Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. Cool things to do. New yeah. restaurants, bars. Yay. Yeah, exactly. And that's I'm where, not going to be standing in line for an hour for a <coughs> greet with a Navi 10 foot blue person. That's interesting. I don't. Th- I don't think there's any information if they're doing that or not. And I think it'd be. I guess that'd be pretty cool. I don't. I mean, I personally don't do that, but I don't really do the character <laughs> meet and greets. But that'd be pretty cool. I, I might do that to get involved. That'd be kind of funny. The only reason you do the character hey, meet and greets is so they don't let you do your Rich. drunkies. With hey, them. Dan. Do you know what tomorrow is? Uh, my day off. Yes. It's You're welcome. Brianna's birthday. Holy crap. So, so please join me, and we will sing her happy birthday. Oh Lord! Here we go! Happy, happy birthday. birthday! You gotta join in. <laughs> I'm, I'm singing. I'm. I just happy birthday, birthday to, you. to you. Happy birthday, birthday to Rhiannon. Just like Shannon. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Rhiannon, happy birthday! Now, here's what I'm giving Rhiannon for her birthday. I am oh, going to shit. gift her my. Personal cooler, so she can do with it no! as she wishes. I'm oh, that's fire. nice. That is set it nice. On fire. Well, that's fine. That'll be cool. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can do with it as you wish, <laughs> and right. then you can you can blow it out and make a wish. I. It's gonna be too big of a fire for that. For you to what? Blow it out. <laughs> Did you? Ah, <laughs> yeah. Um, my gift to Rhiannon is. Huh? And it's almost a a gift to the entire world. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am not going to release the... Yay! (laughs) The song that I wrote last night uh, about drinking around the world. Just save it. Just just pace yourselves. Guys, this is like so meta right now, right? We're talking about drinking around the world. The point of that is to pace yourself. It's a marathon, not a sprint. As is this podcast, okay? So just, just... Take that's it your, easy. Saying, that's your birthday present. It's going to just easy. be stored in that file. Speaking of that, yeah. I'd like to introduce uh, the first regular segment that I believe we'll be having. Oh, the first fuck. regular segment is my bar of ready. the week. Bar, bar of the week. And this week's week. this this uh, podcast, the bar of the week, is the River Roost. River Roost at Port Orleans Riverside. This is going to start off with this because it's one of my favorites. I love the River Roost because it's at Port Orleans, which is one of my favorite resorts. I love the Old South feel and that era uh, to go back in time and, and be able to, to go out on the, the old Sasagula. Um, Rich, what are your memories of the River Roost? Uh, I'll tell you what. I, I never really spent a lot of time at the River Roost until this most recent trip to Disney World. And it was a it was a ton of fun. I never remember the guy's name that plays the piano, but I feel that if you go and you don't, if any trip to Disney World, if he's not involved, was not a good trip to Disney World. Because and yet you can't remember his fucking name. I barely remember your name, love. What the fuck? 
God. It's because I have to remind. I, I have to. <laughs> I have to rhyme it with something. Okay, his name. His, his, his name rhymes with, with mob. Yeah, that's not helpful. <laughs> Either way, he's, he's hilarious. He's hilarious, and he's tons he's of fun. an American treasure. I'm not saying Rhiannon, he's not. You, Rich, Rich, you stop. Rihanna, will you take over here and please explain yes. about sure. this? No problem. All right, let's just start with I don't like goofy, cheesy, crappy shtick. I don't what like. What are you piano. doing on this? <laughs> Why are you here then? I'm blackmailed to being here, so <coughs> there you go. I also drink heavily. Yay. Um, <laughs> so Yeehaw Bob <laughs> is his name. Yeehaw Bob. How's don't, his hair, by the way? Don't. It's fine, It's fine, Bob. Bob. Yay. That was fun. Look, Yeehaw Bob you know, he may come off if you hear somebody else talking about him, you've never seen him before. It's like, oh, some weird old guy playing a piano in a bar. That sounds lame and stupid, just like jelly rolls. But once you're there, it is a life-altering experience. Yeehaw Bob can take any cynic, any <coughs> pessimist, any hater of shtick and cheese and whatever and yeehaw bob can transform anybody into a believer i will drink the kool-aid of yeehaw bob any day and he is amazing and i love him and he is probably the only person who will get me to actively participate in crazy group conga lines that i would otherwise be hiding in a corner from and you see it every time you go. You watch somebody and you'll sit there and you'll see somebody come in and it's just some guy and he's just like, oh, this is ridiculous. But within two songs, he's up on the stage doing head, shoulders, knees and toes because <laughs> it's just it is. It's it just sucks you in and you, and yeah. you have a great time. And is anyone else here from Kalamazoo? Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. It's no. the best. And that's, yeah, of course, I'm- at night when Bob Jackson's playing. Yeah. Well, you have uh, not to confuse me. It's absolutely the best. Yeah, I, I took him. Um, I took my mother to see him, and my mother is way more, um, you know, open to. I'm not. I don't want to say like cheesiness, but like whatever. She's more open to audience participation and what have you than I am. And so I took her to this, and even she was like, "Well, you know, we could just go back to the room. We have a." bottle of Woodford waiting for us and I'm like no no let's go to this and she was blown away she fell in love with him and just absolutely adored him and we had a great time and then a year later um, I was back there this was in September and I was staying actually at Porlean's French Quarter with Amanda and Mark joined us for the tail end of that trip and Mark I mean if talk about somebody who's like against shtick it's Mark and I'm like, no, no, we're gonna go to, we're gonna go to River Roost. We're gonna see Yeehaw Bob, and, and Amanda had never seen him either. And Amanda's not necessarily against shtick, but she is against audience participation. And yet, I got the two of them in there. I got Amanda, who's like, nope, don't even fucking talk to me, and Mark, who's like, I think everything is stupid. And the two of them were on their feet, clapping along, dancing along, shouting out the call lines. I mean, it was, yeah. So 
really, he can turn any naysayer into a believer in one night. I would love to see the deal that they have going on. Like what kind of payment is made? Like it's just, I would love to see, because it, it's such a unique uh, setup. I don't know any other resort that has anything like Yeehaw Bob, where an entire resort food and beverage operation is built around one guy that you know his name. I mean, you go to like, there's the guy that plays <laughs> ukulele over at Trader Sam's, Grog Grotto, yeah. but you don't know his name. He doesn't. He doesn't have a, a show. He just sits there and plays ukulele. Uh, I I feel like I knew this once upon a time. Um, he, he. But I think uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. No. He. Um, he's done interviews on other people's podcasts before. So hey, Rich, add that to the list after Neil Patrick Harris get Yeehaw Bob. Um, oh. <laughs> but no, he's he's talked about how he doesn't make much doing what he does. And he's definitely unique in, you know, as far as what you're saying, that there's no other bar and property that really does this with that kind of, you know, personality draw. Um, but he doesn't make much, and he's worked his way up. He started, he actually has worked at several other bars. I think he did mm-hmm. work at Jelly Rolls for a while. He, he worked, yeah, there was actually a piano yeah. bar at um, the Gaylord Palms for a while that he would go. And he also was at SeaWorld for a while. When SeaWorld mm-hmm. tried to do a Seafire Inn, they did like a dueling pianos. But when he does that, he doesn't do his Yeehaw Bob shtick. He right. actually is a great piano player. And he re- well, uh, he's a great piano player when he's Yeehaw Bob. But yeah, no, he um, he has albums for sale that he sells mm-hmm. at his shows. And so the albums are not Yeehaw Bob albums. They're Bob Jackson. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're also available them. online at yeehawbob.com. Yeah. There he is. I'm looking yeah, at him right now. He's the best. So, he's, yeah. he's amazing. Now, one thing about the River Roost is that it used to have another name. Back when <laughs> Port Orleans Riverside was called Dixie Landings, it was called the Cotton Co-op. And so in the name change, that doesn't uh, the, sound right. we lost the old name. Yeah, so the Cotton Co-op. Now, if you <laughs> we had it there was always thought of, and I'd always wondered, and it had been something that I talked about with people online, and everyone thought that the sign on the mirror behind the bar is a circular, round mirror on top of I'm sorry. a larger mirror. What Just is, listen. What? No, no. What word are you trying to say? There's a sign. A mirror? Like a meerkat? No, a, a mirror. mirror. A mirror. A mirror. Mirror. The sign that says <laughs> the sign that says River Roost Lounge on is the on mirror. a mirror. 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 Two syllables. Yeah. It's on a mirror which yes. hangs okay. on top of a larger mirror. Now, I had always wondered. You're a person. I appreciate that. I had always wondered. And other people, we, I talked about it online, and everyone said, "No, the old name is still printed on the glass behind." that sign and i'm like it's gotta be you know it's gotta say cotton co-op back there when they changed the name they just made a new sign on a new mirror and they hung the new mirror on top of the old one i love this so we're sitting there we're sitting there at the bar and this was when rich was in town and this is before rich got there though it was me and mrs drunk at disney (laughs) and we were sitting there and i'm talking to the bartender and i'm like hey you know just out of curiosity do you know does it does it have the old sign behind there? And he looked at me like I was crazy. I had no idea what I was talking about. He had no idea that there was an old name. He was just a bartender. 
I'm like, well, yeah, this place used to have an old name. I told, kind of told him the story, and, and rumor has it that behind that mirror is the old name on the glass. And he's like, wow. Well, <laughs> he was not interested. Literally couldn't care less. Meanwhile, I'm still very interested. So I kind of talked to the – there's a group of people sitting next to me, and, and they overheard, and they started saying, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I wonder if it is. So we kind of got them. We're like, hey, do you mind just peeking? You know, just, 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 just pull it, just pull it back a little bit and see. Well, he pulled it back maybe like half an inch and couldn't see anything. Pulled it back an inch, couldn't see anything. We're like, I don't know, maybe just move it a little bit further. He moves it back further. Crash! The thing comes falling down. Liquor bottles all tip over. <laughs> Three or four liquor bottles drop on the floor, smash to smithereens. This, and your like, mouth was open, ready and waiting. This five, yeah, it, I, I would have loved to dive back there. This like I think That's he said it was like a $500 said. bottle of, <laughs> of scotch was back there. <laughs> he saved that. And the poor guy, his look of terror. And, of course, I'm just sitting there. I, can't, I don't know what to do. I can't even believe this. We're like, so Rich comes down, and he's screaming. to save the day. <laughs> this poor Beer guy time. thinks he's going to get, this poor guy thinks he's getting fired. Uh, meanwhile, the manager comes out, and she's just like, what happened? Oh, my gosh, is everyone okay? And we're like, oh, my God, it was so scary. It's fine. This key was back there making a drink, and the mirror fell, and it dropped mirror all the roar. bottles. Mirror fell. And, oh, thank goodness, he saved so many bottles. We started telling her how many bottles of liquor he saved. I and mean, he must have saved hundreds of dollars of liquor bottles by his quick action when it fell. We left out the part where we had. You caused the damage, and we now caused you owe the thousands of dollars. By asking him to move it. So lesson learned by him, unfortunately, don't listen to me. Oh, honey, I've known that lesson for so many years now. But when it was all said and done, Rich comes down and we're talking. I go, oh, by the way, we did learn. It does not have the old name under there. So it is 100% true or untrue. There is no name under the mirror at the river roost. Well, at least we've all learned one thing, and that is how to pronounce the word mirror. Mirror? Mirror? <sighs> the worst? Oh. Well, we had an opportunity today. I had an opportunity to throw out uh, a hashtag. And I said, hey, what's I on your mind? Questions, comments. <laughs> and we said, ask drunky. And we got some pretty good questions. So I'm going to throw out some of the ask drunky questions for the segment ask drunky. So I asked if have a question or comment for tonight's three o'clock uh, podcast. Hashtag ask drunky. First one was favorite beer ever from drunk at Disneyland Paris. Uh, I have one. My favorite beer ever. I actually had last Miller year. Wine. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's not my that's favorite. A yard. Beer. That's just what I drink. No, my favorite beer. They had a bacon stout last oh. year at Food and Wine uh, over at. Uh, in the America barbecue pavilion. That was really good. I really enjoyed that one. I guess that was not food and wine. That was actually during flower and garden festival when you were here, rich. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. I do remember that. I didn't like any of those beers, but I'm, I, that's just not me. I remember when we were over there. So do Bear. you have a favorite beer ever? Rhiannon? That's a really tough question. I know. That's, that's asking me and she's my favorite child. Um, 
if you had asked me six months ago, I probably would have said Unibrew. I'm sorry, for the Canadians out there, Unibrow. Um, Fiendemann. I love it. Love it. Love it. I was introduced to it <coughs> at Disney World because they do offer it on draft at the Canada Beer Cart. Um, the but, worst yeah. beer. The worst beer I'm is sorry? Canada. Canada beer is terrible. Not Unibrow. Canadian beer. You, you've got a Unibrow. <sighs> no. Um, as far as what I, I don't know. I, it changes every week. I, I, I've become a beer snob, and so my mission in life is to just try as much as I possibly can get my hands on. So every week I go to Total Wine. I'm trying new beers, and so every week I have a new favorite. Um, I would say my favorite this week is, it's actually um, a beer I tried at a beer fest a couple weeks ago. It's Fort Myers Brewing Company here in Florida, and they do what they call a red tape red ale, and it is delicious. So, but I could name another twenty beers. So, yeah, I will stop myself before this podcast. Yeah. I mean, and if I'm going to the store, I just want to grab. Yeah, if I'm going to the store and I'm getting something that's sort of readily available around here in Florida, it'd be uh, Cigar City uh, Highlight is just always so good. I would go for the Madura Brown from Cigar City, but yeah. See that? Next question would be from, oh, God, why hey, do wait, I have to pronounce wanna, these? I've I wanna, actually seen I this wanna, girl's I name. Answer, oh. I want to answer. I want to answer. Oh, go ahead, Richard. Yeah, here. go on with your Ballast Point or your Stone. I actually, I do like Ballast Point. I don't like Stone, uh, so there. Um, I had a couple of good Stones recently, eh, but, yeah, okay. Eh. So, I, my favorite beer is probably Shinerbach out of Shiner, Texas. Am ham. It's delicious. And one that I thought you might even appreciate a little bit, but I haven't probably had this beer since, I don't know, forever, is a Blackened Voodoo uh, by Dixie Blackened out of New Orleans. You see? Okay. Well, yeah. All right. So I will will say that my favorite brewery, thank you, Rich, for bringing that up, um, is not actually Dixie Brewery, but it is a Beta. And so uh, Andy Gator is my favorite from them. I love Andy Gator. I actually I have a beer from them in my fridge right now, a bomber that is an oyster stout, and I haven't opened it yet, and I'm kind of Ooh. afraid to try it because it is literally brewed with the essence oh. of oyster in it. So oh, I'm not really I sure. I I love oysters and I love beer, but that's kind of like I love tuna fish and I love ice cream, but you don't want tuna fish ice cream. So I'm a little afraid of what that's going to taste like, but I bought it anyway because I love Abita, and I'm I'm I got I'm going there for Thanksgiving. And I got a, a, a birthday email because you already mentioned my birthday's tomorrow. So they sent me an email um, saying, for your birthday, uh, you and a friend can get in free for a brewery tour. And we happen to be going there for Thanksgiving. So I think we're going to hit up Evita and go nuts. Another good reason to go to Port Orleans because they have some Evita. <laughs> they do. They um, Port Orleans... Let's see. At um, French Quarter does for sure. No, they both do. So both the River Roost at Portland's Riverside and Scat Cats at Portland's French Quarter, they both have um, they have a Beta Amber. They have Turbo Dog, which is their brown ale, and they have Purple Haze all on tap. Now, as far as their pool bars go. Um, 
Mardi Gras is the pool bar for French Quarter, and they only have Amber and Turbo Dog. They do not have Purple Haze on tap. But at Riverside, uh, they have at their Muddy Rivers pool bar, they have all three. So. Yep. I love it. I, I, then another great reason. I really do. I, I really do get those beers. I know I get a lot of heat on online because of all the people like you know, jokes about Miller Lite, Bud Light. But I, I, I do like all these beers, and I, 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 Port Orleans is no exception. I love all those Abita beers. Very They're good. So good. Okay, now I hate. I I want to do the next one, but it, it's a pronunciation thing. I've literally seen this girl's name, and I've interacted with her forever. But she uses like rhymes with Shannon term. Huh. It does not rhyme with Shaman. Shannon. It's Shaman? A, it's strange, <laughs> but it's like, Joe, so please forgive me. It's like, her name goes Hell Epike. It's supposed to be like, anyways. Uh, she asked, would we rather have a terrible beer with, ter- with a great person or a great beer with a terrible person? And I want to start with Rhiannon on that one because I have a feeling <laughs> be perfect for our setup. Mm. Hmm. Well, you, I think, are assuming that you are an amazing person. I'm the, I'm the great person in this one. Uh huh. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and assume she's talking about some kind of scenario where it's like fantasy dinner. You can invite any person, yes. living or dead. So I invite, you know, Gandhi to dinner for a beer. Um, if I invite Gandhi <laughs> for a beer. I will drink Bud Light. Yeah, sure, no problem. Right. If it's if it's you and Bud Light or somebody or or you and not in a good beer. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I of course I don't have a beer with Gandhi, but yeah. So, See, yeah. my answer is going to always be. I like hanging out with fun people, so I got. I'll drink the terrible beer and hang out with the great people. I'll drink you drink terrible, terrible beer, beer anyway. That's all. There's like, basically, in my opinion, there is no terrible beer. I love it all. Right, I mean, there is terrible beer, but I'll suffer through if it's the question if I can is null and void. No, the question is absolutely valid. The question is, I'd rather I will absolutely have you would drink terrible by beer yourself, with a great person with your thump your ass drinking Bud Light. Like, I want to hang out with cool people and stick your thump your ass. I get it. Dude, Nick from New York wants to know if we would take an attraction from one park and switch it for another in a different park. Which two would it be? And I will know what I would do. And that is I would take the Country Bear Jamboree and put it in Canada. I would love to be able to have beer at the Country Bear Jamboree. I love Country Bear Jamboree, but it needs beer. Because you can do that in Canada? Yeah. They serve beer in Canada. Okay, but like, why wouldn't you just like put it in the American Pavilion? Fine, put it in the American Pavilion. Okay, put it in Epcot. Just Epcot. I'm just asking if you have like a national preference over Canada to America, whatever. In fact, how about we take everything from the Magic Kingdom and move it over to Epcot so that you can drink? Is that a separate question? Because I have answers for that. So, what, did anybody Rich, else have an idea of something they would take from one park and move to another? Uh, I feel, actually, I've got multiple things that I would do. I would take the Living Seas away from Epcot and put it in Animal Kingdom. 
because I kind of feel like that's where it belongs because they are animals. And then I would take the submarines from Disneyland and I would move them over there to uh, the Animal Kingdom to live in the Living Seas so that you just have this whole great giant ocean area. Um, I think that's what I would do. That is a great answer. I, I second I that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great answer. I but think the laws are needed. Fantastic. What would we put in Epcot where the Living Seas is, is the question. Anything. Yeah, I'll tell you what they would put. You put a Star Wars pavilion that has a direct, a train. No, that is this. I don't think Disney's going to do that. I don't think Disney's going to split up Star Wars. With a transportation, a la Hogwarts Express, to the full... Star Wars now, land in Disney's Highland Studios. We've discussed this. We've discussed this. Yeah, we just, the train, the train will happen, but the train will not connect to Epcot. It will connect to All Star Sports. Now, oh. rethemed as All Star Star Wars. All Star Wars. All Star Wars. All Star Wars. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I win. All right. That is pretty good. I got to give you that. Rhiannon, do you have a plaything you'd switch? Um, I do, but it's like super obvious. It's been talked about. It's not my brainchild. Um, I would go ahead and put Carousel of Progress into Future World at Epcot (coughs) to try and revamp that into actually being a Future World as opposed to what it is. I agree. As an overall sort of world's fair, yeah, it's a great idea. It just—it's not mine. I can't take credit for that. So no. Okay, but that's yeah. what you'd do. So that's, that's I, I, I think I that was a fun question. So thank you, Nick from New York. I like that it was the only one that's Disney centric. The other two, I'm like, they're just beer questions. So you don't want to know if you don't want to so know, so know what uh, Danny this Florida life oh, asked, which is boxers and brief. Oh, boxers or briefs? Boxers, boxers. Right now, Danny, I'm wearing boxers. One hundred percent boxers all the way. Oh yeah. That does not apply to you, I don't think. Do you, unless you unless you go boxers or briefs. Uh, Neither. Rhiannon? No, just none? <laughs> just free balling? Well, it depends on the day. Yes. Um, on, we, oh, man, I'm so excited by this whole thought now. Uh, we used to Jesus do, when I, <laughs> when we, or when I worked at Disney, we used to do Penny's Free Friday. And. That it, does not sound Disney-esque. It's a, we did it, and it was great. And actually, it was one of our interns that introduced it to the team, and we just kept it going after she left. Can I share with you some insider info? Yes, please. Oh, absolutely. <coughs> I probably shouldn't be saying this, but... Oh. Whatever. Wait, wait. I... Oh, fuck. Breaking news. Breaking, Breaking news. wire. I'm assuming that nobody listens to this other than 12 people because the rest are you guys. Um, no, so I happen to have a new coworker who came from working at Disney. Ooh. Yay. Yay. And he's awesome. Love him in case he ever listens to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's sort of this thing that goes on if you work in a software company, specifically the development department, where Nerf guns are a big thing. 
everyone has a Nerf gun. You get Nerf wars. You shoot each other. It's what you do. It's just what happens in development departments in software companies. So he, coming from development in Disney, they used to do Nerf wars, of course. Only somebody once got shot in the eye, and they had to stop. And so I can... your eye out. Yeah. So I can tell you right now that, unfortunately, at Disney, if you work in development there, you're no longer allowed to have a Nerf gun. You're also no longer allowed to be a (laughs) actual employee. You have to be a... uh, Contractor from Southeast Asia. Well, um, not in the not department all. he was working in, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, as far as you know, you want to say that, hey, underwear free, pants free Friday. Well, <coughs> good luck getting that through HR if you can't even get fucking Nerf guns through. Well, we didn't. We didn't ask HR. We just did it. That was that was the best part. But and I didn't ask either. Look at. She was now. Here's a good. Oh, you're a bastard. Go ahead. Let's all drop each other. Oh, I have an idea too. Here's a beer question that is also (laughs) Disney centric. What do you think about six ounce beer pours at Food and Wine Festival? Oh, she went over this this. theme park. I did. Yeah, we thought it was great because they stay cold. Well, I I didn't. I personally would rather have the full ones because I know I sort of know what I'm going to get. And I, I, but as far as something trying something new, it is nice with a six. So I'm actually not against the six ounce pours. I'm not against any size pour, big or large, as long as you're getting your money's worth. So um, obviously, you could easily do the math on this. I have not. Again, if I were like a prepared podcast person, I would. But eh, oops. Um, so if the price per ounce went up when they went down to six ounces, then that's bullshit. If, however, the price per ounce stayed the same, then I don't care. They just, you know, get more variety. So that's my take on it. But just don't upcharge it. That's all. I just, I, I just like the fact that you can drink beer and it stays cold. Agreed. Absolutely. Uh, well, how yeah. fucking slowly are you drinking? God uh, damn pussies. No, well, and just so you know, my rule for drinking around the world is that alcohol cannot cross borders. So you have to drink relatively fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should, like, put that in a book or something. Uh, it is in a book. I think it would be a great idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> Skipper Dick Ritchie's rules to drinking around the world. Um, suddenly it's trademark. I will answer... Theme Park Beers, uh, my buddy Dave, well, I will answer his question about which is better, Duff Beer or Safari Amber, because I believe I'm the only one that's had both Duff Beer and Safari Amber. I don't Probably. think he did. So I will say Duff Light is garbage. Duff Regular is okay. So I will, I will go with a, a virtual tie between Duff Dry and Safari Amber. Virtual tie. Both like them both. Love Safari Amber. Love Duff Dry. Hey, um, I know that there are people who... Uh, have businesses where you can put in a request for theme park merchandise and pay them and they will go into the theme park and purchase it and ship it to you. Do you do that for Universal? Asking for a friend. I would definitely do that for the right price. <clears throat> Isn't that just as bad as the is, eBay people? Is the right price um, I pay you the value of the t-shirt plus Nothing. Which one do you want? I mean, your friend. Which one does your friend want? My friend 
was out at a bar last night with her boyfriend and her boyfriend saw a Duff beer t-shirt and wanted one. And I was like, oh, I think I know an asshole who goes to Universal a lot and probably can get you one. Dave theme park beer is not that big of an asshole. <laughs> You're right. So that's so I'm sure he would do that for you. What? Oh my gosh! Does it have to be from the theme park? Because they're on Am- they're on Amazon for like. But the question is, okay. yeah. Well, I'm done. So I, I don't need you anymore. I'm sure we'll get you one. No, yeah. I'm good. Here's a great one. Run a another Twitter follower. Run drink Disney asked us. What's the best place for a bar in the Magic Kingdom? And I know Everywhere. absolutely hands down. I have one answer. But on Tom Sawyer's Island, Aunt Polly's be the greatest Apple. bar spot ever. Oh, I have ten more, but that's my favorite. That would be number well, one. I think we're all there with you. Read my blog posts that I haven't posted. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I that is something that I dream about <laughs> is having where has where well, you would have not your You'll blog love posts, what I'm but, cooking yeah. with then. Would it be Aunt Polly's the, like hard lemonade? Wouldn't that be great? I'm thinking, Aunt, yeah, Aunt Polly's. I mean, you could have one there. You'd have one, of course. How about in the saloon that they already have built? Would be a great bar. Or as Gaston's Tavern. Yeah, there are so many. There are already bars, just not serving alcohol. Well, how about the Diamond Horseshoe? Yeah, that would be yeah. great. Diamond Horseshoe. But I mean, we can actually take this to a more realistic, less hypothetical conversation and talk about the fact that. You know, they're opening the Skipper's Canteen soon, mm-hmm. allegedly. And there's speculation that maybe they will do something mm-hmm. similar to Be Our Guest. But if you listen to Jim Hill's podcast, he also talked about how they're trying to um, get plans and permits and everything for Tomorrowland Terrace to actually make that into a full-fledged restaurant. <laughs> not seasonal, not a dessert party. And so there's a lot of talk. It, 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 the podcast where he talked about that, he actually talked about how there were plans mm-hmm. many years ago to make it into not the Adventurers Club, but the Astronomers Club. And so it actually would have been a very similar thing where you'd have um, cast members and character walking around as actual scientists and astronomers um, you know, walking around and, and being in character and being part of that. And so, I, I don't know. It just, I think it just goes to the overall question of, God damn it, when will they get alcohol legitimately, not just be our guest in the park? And I think this could be part of it. I'm with you on that. I think it's going to happen. I think I, I hope that Skipper Cantina will have it. And then I love – I did uh, hear about the Jim Hill, and I think that is – Excellent, excellent news, and it makes sense on every level uh-huh. to turn that area into a usable uh, restaurant. And people have been saying, I can't get reservations to be our guests. I can't get reservations to Cinderella's Royal Table. All these can't get reservations. So they want more restaurants. Well, here they come. They're coming, and it's going to be Skipper Cantina and, and probably something. Oh, how great would the Astronomers Club be? be what amazing. a great name. Yeah. Like, what really gets me is that – I understand there's this backlash in the, not necessarily Disney community, but the tourist community where people, you know, they just want this wholesome environment to show up with their kids and there's no drinking and yada, yada. But who 
who is going to Walt Disney World and only going to Magic Kingdom and not going to Animal Kingdom, not going to Hollywood Studios, not going to Epcot? Like, has alcohol truly ruined the experience at Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios? Like, are there rampant drunks running around puking in bushes at all these parks? I mean, I understand the hubbub of, oh, God, Saturday night's food and wine at Epcot. Oh, no. But, like... From a general standpoint, nothing bad is happening. No. And so you have those idiots at the Magic Kingdom already. You have those idiots at the Magic Kingdom already who sneak something in and do something. You know, those those idiots do it at the Magic Kingdom already. I've seen people walking around with a can of Miller Lite in their hands. They somehow snuck in and thought, oh, I got past bag check, so I'm going to whip it out and no one's going to question me. I do that. Okay. So well. yeah, you're right. I, I'm with you on that one. So um, let's hope see, this is a thing. So I don't think it's going to happen. I I think that they're already. It's already the busiest theme park in the universe and making more money than anybody can even deal with. So there's no really any reason for them to add alcohol to the mix when they've already got three other parks that you can go to and drink. I'm not saying that I don't want them to. I think it would be tons of fun. Yeah. I, I just, just don't think that there's any. Like there's I think it's going to go this way. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, think I, I, any- I sort of agree with both of you. I sort of agree with both of you. I think you're right, Rich. I don't think it's going to come into a way where it's just like the other parks. But I think it's more this way where it's going to. They are going to do it at these sit down restaurants, and to jack and them I, in, it's going to jack up those those checks. And that's <laughs> fine, but I think that that's going to be, you know, the needle breaking the camel's back, and that's going to open up the whole world for everything else. And I think that's fine. And I think that people who get their panties in a wad about it are just ridiculous. I mean, dumb because no one's going to Orlando on a family vacation saying, we are only going to go to the magic kingdom and Holy land experience. And that is it. We're not going to go to the other parks. You go to their parks and you're fine. You've survived. No, what the devil didn't come out and like, you know, abduct you. You're fine. And I just think that, yeah, you're right. Like, they don't necessarily need the money, but come the fuck on. I mean, look at the fucking dessert parties they have. Do they need, quote-unquote, the money to add on a fairy wishes or whatever the fuck they're calling it? Dessert party? I mean, they just keep adding this shit on to make money when the most obvious answer is just, Put alcohol in Magic Kingdom and the money they would make. I mean, what you earn off of wholesale versus retail on alcohol is insane. The markup value is crazy. You could you could still have your fairy wishes, and instead of charging $100, you could charge 60 and you'd still come out way ahead of the game if you just opened up you know, some taps at Gaston's Tavern. <laughs> seriously it's just so, it's common business sense it, i me. think i really do think though a lot some of these questions will be answered in just a few weeks when the uh skipper's cantina opens up i think that's going to tell a lot about what's going on in the future because i think if it is going to have alcohol then i think it's going to it's going to keep coming and if they don't then yeah maybe they're taking a stand we'll see so we'll yeah. know here shortly. I don't think this is good. it's not going to be hypothetical okay. much longer. A friend of mine is already going to be uh, one of the servers over there. So I, I haven't Great. talked to him yet about it, but so, so I know it's coming. I mean, the, the, the teams are being assembled now. 
Can I do an Ask Drunky hashtag question? Hashtag. Mm-hmm. Bring it. Do you think, okay, let's pretend that they're going to stick hard and fast, no alcohol, Magic Kingdom. Would they ever create a version of a Club 33 at the Magic Kingdom? And if yes or no, regardless, why haven't they so far? I think that's a really good question. Thank you. I think it is a really good question. And I actually say no. I do not think they're going to do a Club 33 version um, where it's because the Club 33 is also got that very deep uh, history of the the uh, memberships. I just don't see them coming into and starting that whole. If you, now, if you're just talking about an upcharge restaurant, yes, I think we'll get more of those. But I don't think a exclusive members only club will come to. Um, I don't know. I just I I find it a little odd they haven't done that. I mean, currently, I just recently looked this up. The current um, initial membership fee is forty thousand dollars for Club Thirty Three. I'd like to change my answer to yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I don't. I'm sorry, I didn't look up what the annual fees are. But yes, if you are a new member member right now to get a membership to Club Thirty Three, it's forty thousand dollars. And you know, it's not a big space. It's not well, other than the. <clears throat> Uh, courtyard of angels uh prior to that it wasn't taking away from anybody else's experience in the park so to try and create a bar and restaurant in the magic kingdom that isn't taking away from anybody else's experience in the park and to be able to charge forty thousand dollars for an initial membership fee that's significant and i think there are people who would do it I, I don't truly think believe that. The, yeah, I do. I don't disagree. Some people would do it. I don't think that. I know that when Club Thirty Three, I believe some of the main reasons they did it is companies did it for to show yeah. off for clients and things like that. And just well, Orlando yeah, and doesn't have that. Came from yeah. Orlando doesn't have really that corporate the amount of large corporations but to back you don't that up. Have to, like that don't Los have, Angeles has. You don't have to make it a corporate thing, and I think actually that would benefit it. I mean, I. I don't know. It, it's just me like to think of, okay, this is an entirely corporate conceived <coughs> project. Club 33, 33 is based off of the corporate sponsors. That's where the number came from. It wasn't a Disney number. It was a corporate sponsor number. It's very, you know, impersonal and not, you know, Disney friendly. And so to, if you were to try and reinvent that at the Magic Kingdom, I don't think that they should even try and do something like, we're, we're going to, like, you know, highlight the 1%. No, I think if you just highlighted, you know, the dedicated few, the people who love Disney, who, who are willing to, you know, maybe you make it a conservation effort. Maybe you say, okay, it's a $40,000 initial membership fee, but we're going to take a percentage of that. And we're going to put it toward conservation efforts that we've already established at Animal Kingdom. Um, another percentage is going to go toward further growth in the overall parks, um, you know, going toward Star Wars Land and the new Pixar Lands and Hollywood Studios. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot you could do that would make it a lot more family friendly, user friendly, guest friendly than, oh, great, you know, Exxon got in there. No. So, so I've always thought maybe more along the line. Oh, go ahead, Rich. 
No, well, I was going to say um, Disneyland isn't the only one with a Club 33, just so you know. Tokyo Disneyland has a Club 33. And when they opened California Adventure, they added 1901, which is a lounge that is associated with the Club 33 membership. And when they just recently expanded Club 33, they um, also opened another lounge um, at Disneyland that is part of Club 33. So you can actually go and hang out in the lounge if you're a member and you don't necessarily need to go to dinner. So they're open to expanding Club 33 for sure. Why they haven't done it in Florida, I I have no idea, especially considering I almost feel like the people that are moving into Golden Oak Ranch are the exact people that would want to li- uh, have a place to go like Club 33. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can see it. Who knows? Maybe in every one of the parks would have an exclusive lounge. I mean, that, it's definitely something. I guess I, I guess the more I think about it, it's definitely something that uh, would not – it would definitely is not going to shock me if and when it happens. Well, and I, I was actually lucky enough to get invited by a friend to go um, – to Club 33, and Ugh. it's actually it's, it's pretty cool. But um, no, I, that's a sigh of exasperation because I'm jealous, not because oh. I'm annoyed. Well, if you guys ever make it out here, maybe we'll bug them and see if they'll take us again. But what I was going to say is, they are actually they're just normal members, like they're just people that have a membership and more money than anybody could probably ever use. But they are really bummed out with the corporate side of Club 33 because. You know, they're used to going, and it's just their place to hang out at the park. And a lot of the corporations that have it, what they do is they use it as gifts or, you know, to, you know, whoever sold the most, I don't know, microwave ovens at GE that year gets a trip to Disneyland. And wait, you know, Alec Baldwin's there? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, you, you have these people that love Disney and, spent their money to go to be members of club 33 and they want to go and enjoy the club for what it is and everybody that's around them or at least the majority of the people that are around them aren't really even members they're just people that are there because they did something at a company that owns a membership to club 33 yeah i don't (coughs) want to hijack this episode because i feel like if i announce this we could go off another half hour tangent on this so maybe like notes for the future um, there was this article about a, a, a couple who were members, and they were basically like auctioning off. It wasn't even that. I don't know. I have to go back and reread it. But they were trying to restructure the rules of what you could do, who you, whom you could bring in, what you could offer them, because there was this one couple who was like, it's open to everybody. Come on, guys. We'll bring you in. And... Just what your thoughts might be on that, because in theory, they are bringing in not, oh, hey, you sold the most microwaves, but they are bringing in people who, you know, like like me or Drunko, who don't otherwise have this opportunity. If we had messaged them and said, hey, you know, we're going to be in town, we'd love to see it, we're like diehard fans, and they would bring us in. And, you know, and so, again, I don't want to make this into a 30-minute discussion because we're already significantly over time here but just something to think about for the future what you think as far as how to define exclusivity and who deserves that and not and how to I don't know, establish those rules well i think social media has done a lot to a lot of these things i mean obviously the club 33 rules existed before social media which has opened up the i i mean nobody knew of club 33 for a long time and now it's basically 
common knowledge to every Disneyland guest. Um, and I think the same thing happened, you know, to, you know, guest disability cards and, and, uh, and, and the, on the Disney cruise, it was social, like Pinterest basically ruined the idea of getting your pillowcase signed because every single guest wanted their pillowcase signed because they read it on Pinterest. So, you know, social media is doing this to a lot of these things. And I think they're going to have to restructure the rules. And of course, if you're going to have an exclusive club, no, Heck no I mean, no, you can't just auction it off to the highest bidder. If so, just open it up to general guests. Well, I can, I can actually, and I don't know if you guys want to talk about it today, but I can definitely talk about that family specifically and what happened and how it really affected everybody that is a member and uh, and uh, being able to bring guests to Club 33 and how it used to be completely open and now the serious limitations that are, that are uh, part of the rules. Yeah, because my lay person's understanding was that you, if you were a member and you paid the membership fees, you were able to bring in guests at your discretion. <coughs> And, and not only were you able to bring in guests to Club 33, but it came with entry to the park. Right. And you didn't have to prove that they were also a member, that they were a family member. You could just walk in and say, yep, they're with me. We're in. We're good. And so this one <coughs> family, I I don't even think they were, like, making money off of it. No, they, they, were, just, were. they were. Oh, they paying, were? Okay. Yeah, they were paying for their membership by selling. Okay. Um, the, the the admission to the park and the the visit to Club 33 because once you got to Club 33 you still have to pay for your meal yeah, and your yeah. drinks and everything and your food so, yeah, and drinking yeah so yeah. what they were doing and it doesn't cost them anything except for their membership was essentially saying like yeah if anybody wants to come let us know we'll set you up for our for our day you can invite up to I think three or four guests and um, they would put your name on a list for the reservation you'd show up to cust- our guest relations. They'd give you your tickets to the park that also had your Club 33 reservation and say, hey, this is the time that you're going to go. And really, that ruined it for everybody. So, Well, I, th- I think the article I read <laughs> said that you still had to be in the presence of the Club 33 member. No, I can, I can definitely tell you you don't. Um, okay, well. Because the time that I went... We just we just showed. Oh, up. you did this. You you know them? Not them, but the people the the person that I know that has a membership, and and this is the reason that I haven't been able to go since, is that they've limited to how many people can actually go in. Then they've actually really limited the number of park admissions. So the yeah, members, so now it's like you can have guests to Club Thirty Three, but they still have to pay their own admission into the park itself. Right. They pay to get yeah. into the park, and they have to pay for their meal. Um, and, and and I guess they're monitoring, like, I don't know if there's a set number of days that you can bring people to the club, but it's definitely one of those things where if you start bringing too much people, too many people, they're going to let you know. Again, I, I really, I'm not trying to make this episode longer than it is. Too late. To, but I, I, I want to talk about Club 33 all day long. Okay, so like to put it out there, isn't it a little bit kind of... Sort of a tiny bit ridiculous if you're paying tens of thousands of dollars to be admitted to a private club, <laughs> but then you show up and still have to pay for food and alcohol. I'd be pissed, but I don't have tens of thousands. Well, it's like being a member of a country, it's like being a member of a country club. You still yeah. you, you pay the same. It's just like country club. Yeah, and it's even more expensive. No exactly, that's the point. Like, yeah, but that's I mean, the way those I, places are. 
Um, yeah, it's it, it, it's that you're paying for the exclusivity, and once you get there, then you can order what you want. Yeah, which is why it, it was pissing off other members that all these people were showing up that aren't, you know, members. And we why, need to keep the riffraff out. It's true. Time. I'm not going to lie. Well, I, I actually agree with that. Even though I am the riffraff, you definitely got to keep us out. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason I should be able to go to Club 33. There's no reason I, I should I, be able to go there. I don't know. I don't have a membership. I don't know anybody. I mean, obviously, you, you do. But I'm just saying, someone. I'm just using me as an example. There's no reason if I go to California on my own, I shouldn't be no. able to go on Craigslist and be like, yeah, I'm going to go to Club 33. <laughs> right. Agreed. freaking ridiculous. I agree as well. <laughs> I guess I'm just saying that, you know, if, if you're paying $40,000. $40,000 should get you a fucking cocktail. I mean, maybe not like unlimited drinks every day. You just happen to be some weirdo retired asshole who shows up every single day of the week and wants a free drink. No, fine. Okay. It doesn't, limit on really, it, it like, doesn't sound like club. It doesn't sound like club 33 is membership is for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If I pay 40,000 fucking dollars, I want something. And it's not just, <clears throat> access to a bar i can go to a bar anywhere but not that that bar i don't care exactly i I, i'm sorry i'm sorry but it should at least okay no no let's put it in this perspective um i'm an a-list member with southwest airlines they mail me twice a year drink coupons now Every flight that I fly with them, do I get to drink for free like crazy and just go ape shit and like, hey, drinks on me, everybody? No. But twice a year, I get four drink coupons, and so I can go on a plane and get a drink. And that's what I'm saying for 40 fucking thousand dollars. You should be able to get maybe eight drink coupons. Mic drop. Yeah. Yeah, they don't do that. Yeah, I'm that's not the way it works. But I would also I say if you I'm have, saying I'm trying to improve upon it. I don't think that's an improvement. There's upon a it. country. Literally, there's a country club. Like, I live on a neighborhood, and there's a country club just over. There's a, a big gate. No, there's no. There's a gun. There's a country. There's a big old fence, and the other side of it is a country uh-huh. club. And to get into country club, you have to pay something like ten thousand dollars a year, and that does not include your food and beverage. Okay, um, I'll go check with my family who were members of more country clubs and hunt and country clubs and I even know exist and I'll get back to you about like I think there's some fucking happy hours or something well I just think also <laughs> if you can afford to just throw away forty thousand dollars and pay the annual fee to be a, a member then it's probably not a big deal to you that you have to spend eight dollars for a shot of whiskey it's yeah not, exactly I think I think I think Rhiannon is not a fan of exclusive country clubs that make you pay extra for alcohol. I'm a fan of exclusivity, but I want to have my ass kissed. Oh, they kiss your ass when you're there. It's wonderful. I want to walk in the fucking door and they say, hey, welcome back, you know, Ms. Rhiannon. And they know how to pronounce my name, by the way. Hmm. And they say, here's your, you know, bullet rye Manhattan extra dry like you like it they, they know do me. that they will do that for you and then when you leave you pay your tab for that fuck yeah that. exactly fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. i i i am definitely don't understand the the, the outrage here but uh to each their own uh can we do our final thought and can we do a whole day of club 33 some other time in the future Too i would late. love to talk about, about i would love to talk about club 33 i love so, 33 
That we will call, <laughs> on that note, we will definitely call it a day. The three o'clock parade broke down and now it is over. So this is Drunken Disney at Drunken Disney. We got Rhiannon. Really? At that was not me. Definitely what? Disney. That was so you. Oh wow. And Skipper Dick Ritchie at mm-hmm. Drunk at Sam's. Thanks for listening. Keep it going. Probably more songs coming for Rhiannon. No. No, I, I her birthday present is no song this week. Yay! <laughs> happy birthday, happy birthday, Rihanna. Thanks. Appreciate it. I'm turning 26. Adios, by y'all. The way. Sing it loud, like maybe building a rocket, fighting a bunker, climbing up the Eiffel Tower, discovering something that doesn't exist, hey! giving the monkey a shower, creating love right away, creating animals, no creating Frankenstein's over here, fighting a door to burn, painting a continent, driving a sister and sanctuaries. As you can see, there's a whole lot of stuff to do before school starts this fall. So stick with us, cause Phineas and Ferb, gonna do it all. Stick with us, cause Phineas and Ferb,